Welcome back to Shoutouts in the Limelight. We have two members of the Ghosts of Sunset on the show today. Todd Long and John Merchant come and hang out with us to discuss the recent release of their album, No Saints in the City. This album, put out by Golden Robot Records, was released this last March and is just a killer album. We discuss the making of this album and lots more. As I say with all new music, go support it with your wallet if you can. Links to all their social media sites, music, videos are in the show notes. This interview really felt like three friends talking on a bar stool rather than an interview. With that, let's get right to the interview and let it roll. Gentlemen, how's it going? Good, David. How are you? You know, I'm, I'm doing better than I deserve. Uh, I need you guys to tell me where you're, uh, I, I want to say calling in from, but I know you're in separate locations. John, where are you at? Uh, I'm here in Ludington, Michigan on the west coast of the mitten here. So I'm like right in here somewhere. You know, it, people from Michigan show you the mitten and then the same people from Washington just flip the mitten around and then you know right where the uh, Pacific yeah, right. Ocean is. I, being a Washington State guy, that's how they do it. So I'm familiar with the mitten, but... Uh, yeah. All right. Separate locations, but we, yep. we got a, I want to say brand new, brand new to me. It came out last month talking about the album. Yeah. Our new record's called No Saints in the City. It's on Golden Robot Records. It's, um, it's our first full length for them. Uh, we started off, uh, Todd, when did we release the EP? 2020? 2021, I believe. 2021. Okay. So Was we started February. February. I think so. Yeah, and we started with that. We had a EP that we kind of a loose concept album, um, or EP rather, not a full album, but a concept based on a fictional band that moves out to Hollywood to make it. Kind of you're behind the music, right? You're that kind of story. Um, and then, yeah, No Saints in the City is our full length, our first full length for Golden Robot. Now, Todd, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. John might spend the entire time cutting you off. I can give him a hard time if I want to. It's my show. But where are you <laughs> calling in from? Uh, from just south of St. Pete, Florida. So this has been a trend. I've talked to a number of people this last year that band members are from all over the country. And then we're proving the fact through COVID that we can, we can work remotely. But did you guys even get in a room together to record this album? Nope. It was all recorded uh, remotely. I uh, just moved down here from Alaska, so a lot of it was done in Alaska via, um, you know, file sharing. Yeah, well, I can only imagine. Well, which part of Alaska? Uh, Anchorage. Oof, man, that is a trip, and you definitely are getting a different feel, I think, where you are now. Oh, yeah. Um, we moved in July, so the, the heat was just brutal to us. <laughs> I can only imagine, uh, but you're probably liking it now. You can wear shorts year-round. Oh, yeah. uh, in any event, kind of going back to the record, No Saints in the City, released last month. How long you two known each other? My guess is if one of you is in Anchorage and you're in Michigan, you, you have to know each other for quite a while at this point. That is correct. Uh, John and I went to uh, high school together, and uh, we've been, been in bands off and on since then, and close friends ever since, you know. So is the idea of doing any type of shows to, to promote this album, is that even something that's on your radar or what are we thinking from that perspective? Go ahead, John. Yeah, it's, it's definitely on our radar. It's something we've talked about quite a bit. As a matter of fact, you know, it's logistics stuff that, you know, the top 
the top things for us always for any band i think you know is money financial thing it's how do you we you know how do we get some um hired guns into position to to help you know to help us deliver these things live um but yeah it's a it's a big i, I guess todd and you can correct me what do we talk about it daily every other day maybe we talk about every day yeah how we're gonna try to make this thing happen uh because that's how we came up you know todd and i came up doing that we played music live and and that's you know for us that's the uh that's kind of the payoff to everything you write what you hope are great songs and you go out and play them live for people, you know? So as I'm looking at the band name ghosts of sunset, and you, you mentioned a little bit about the concept album, is that where the band name comes from? Are we, are we talking about sunset strip, Los Angeles kind of paying tribute to that music? Yeah, for sure. For sure. We kind of, uh, that EP uh, was based, you know, around a, a kind of a fictional quote unquote hair band. And uh, Todd and I, that's that's where we that was our original connection was that kind of music, you know, two two guys here in a kind of a semi small town in the Midwest, and uh, you know, of course, everyone liked Metallica and the big the big bands, and it was guys like Todd and I who connected over the you know the Pretty Boy Floyd's and Bang Tangos and Faster Pussycats and you know kind of that next tier that weren't quite as popular. Poison, of course, was huge, but Todd and I were in that game pretty early too, I think. No, I, and it was funny, uh, you know, uh, Todd reached out, talked to me, and I went and uh, just went on Spotify like everybody else. I love the title track, and you can definitely hear that in the title track. It's just, it was refreshing to hear this is new music, but it, I don't want to say it sounds old, but you can tell that that's where the roots come from. And when we look at, you know, like where your influences are, I mean, I, I can hear some of that in, in, in the first few songs in the album. I made it through, listened to it cover to cover. And uh, definitely in the show notes uh, for this episode, it'll go back. And, and, and the folks that follow my show, um, I, it, it's really fitting that I, that I have you guys on right now because I just had Tom, Tom Bozier on who wrote Nothing But A Good Time. That, what a great that, book. I, that's great. Oh, that was my favorite one since, uh, since The Dirt. And when Motley Crue put that out in the early, what I might have been like 2000, 2001 is as most kids were getting into their textbooks, here I am reading the dirt and I'm just waiting for the movie yeah. to come out. And uh, to hear you guys kind of pay homage to, I'm the term hair metal, I don't like throwing around because there's kind of a negative connotation, but it's just trash. And uh, there's so much good stuff that comes out of that era. But when I saw your title, No Saints in the City, I immediately thought of Saints of Los Angeles with Motley and then oh, kind of Motley, just spin yeah. on it. But in any event, um, as you guys are, are putting together this record, how long did it take you guys to record it? Uh, maybe eight months, maybe. Yeah, I, I if that. We were working, I think the EP was, wasn't out yet. We were just getting the first few singles out, and Todd and I were already on this one, I think, on No Got Saints it. in the City, which yep. is kind of how we've been working thus far is, you know, we get one out and we're already – you know, behind the scenes, getting the next one ready, you know? Well, yeah, you, you've got to be working that way. And, and how did you get in touch with the label or how did you get hooked up with them? Well, I remember, um, John, um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great story. Well, we'll move on. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> That's exactly how it happened right there. <laughs> No, I know that we talked to a couple different labels early on when we were pitching the EP. It did have some interest, too. 
it just seemed like Golden Robot, um, when we talked to Mark there at Golden Robot, they got what we were trying to do. They support, you know, they've got a, a roster of artists who, who still work, you know, in kind of that genre too and all over the board, really. But it felt like the best fit to Todd and I, I would say. And I remember, so, oh, go ahead. remember, remember thinking, um, oh, you know, maybe Golden Robot will put us on one of their subsidiary labels or something. And when we had the meeting with Mark and he's like, I think you guys would be great fit for, you know, Golden Robot Records proper. You know, it was just like, holy crap, you know, Skid Row at that time was signed to them and, you know, John Sykes and there was a couple other big ones that were just like, we're going to be, you know, on a label with people that we grew up with, you know, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, it's kind of like looking at the company and going, man, I, I'm one of you guys. That's fantastic. Especially when you look up to some of those guys, you know, like sure. Skid Row, you're on the same label as Dave Skid Row. Like, how sweet is that? Right. But Five <laughs> you get right. You have to blink a little bit and go, that, that's us. Uh, kind of going back to that, though, like for a lot of my audience has no idea. And, and I'd be lying, too, if I told you, man, I know how that there were, you know, the record industry works you guys have this idea how do you get that meeting to pitch here's do you i mean is it it's not like the old days where you go here's my demo tape right. and you hope it you, you mail it in hope somebody listens to it you know what, what does it look like pretty, now that's pretty much what it was you know we had these songs and we're like well we the first song was miles in between and i remember us going this is a pretty good song you know and we had johnny monaco from enough's enough on it and uh kent slusher from quarantine and luke bryan's band played drums on it and um john john and i were just like maybe we can snag something you know and lo and behold mark snagged us up that's awesome i think i'm glad that you introduced kent from quarantine and not luke bryan first nothing makes me happier <laughs> than that in the 80s <laughs> to kiss then yeah. oh yeah that one guy in country music luke bryan uh, it's he is a huge Kiss fan though. I think that's awesome. He's a part of that. But um, yeah, you guys, you guys have had quite the Rolodex to get some some play with some cool folks. And I, I think that you know, as you guys mentioned logistics, one of the things that kind of gets me to say, hey, let, let's maybe take this out on the road and see what we can get. You know, you mentioned the one idea of who do we get to be in the band, and two, how do we fund it? I mean, ultimately, it's the music business. This isn't music friends, so to speak. You got to make some money and make a living, support your family, put food on the table. Uh, ideally, if you could support an act, what do you guys think you'd fit in? Ooh. Well, we talked about, you know, uh, ultimately, it'd be easiest for us to go out and do an acoustic duo and maybe try and jump on some bills with, like, Donnie V from Enough's Enough or John Karabi or something, but we've reached out to their booking agents to do that kind of thing. And we never hear anything back. So it's, it's really hard. We, I don't even know where to begin. Right. I know Karabi was just on that acoustic tour and um, cool. he's made a stop here in the Phoenix area and, and it's a cool show, but yeah, I, I think there that, that'd be a great market to hit. The, the other thing that people are doing a lot of now is they've got day jobs during the week and they do these fly-in gigs on the weekend. But if you're, if you're trying to maintain any life with family, Todd, I know you've got little one that that kind of shoots that down the drain as well. But I guess so does a a full fledged tour. But um, right. I guess as things go, you guys are just going to see where where this album goes in the next few months and see if option presents itself with the label or label could be some help there, maybe. Yeah, I think that's what we're kind of looking at. We're hoping, you know, I will say this about Todd and I, after 35 years or whatever in the business, I think we we work smart and we work 
you know, economically, to be honest with you. Um, so we're hoping maybe we could get a little support from the label to make some logistical stuff happen for us. Uh, with Todd in Florida, me in Michigan, I mean, you're literally, you know, at opposite ends of the country. We've talked about Nashville being a little spot we could kind of hub out of and do some, like you said, some weekend warrior type stuff, you know, get those long weekends and do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, come home Monday, things like that. And we've done that in the past. Todd and I had toured with another band that was, I mean, not weekends. We were doing some, a little longer runs. But again, like you said, when you're, you know, it's grown up world, man. And, and even the biggest names we can think of now, you know, it's not the, you know, World Slavery Tour where Iron Maiden's out for two years or the Black Album, you know. The tours don't work like that anymore for the most part. So there's a lot of options, I think, to us. Um, it's just all money. It's it's always cost prohibitive because if we were to get a, a road band, they're going to need to get paid to support their family. Oh yeah, no, I, I I totally get it, and it is, and and anymore these longer length tours, you almost kind of have to cross your fingers anyway, because who's who knows when the next little I don't want to say shutdown is going to happen, but I saw in the last two weeks, Wolf Van Halen had to stop I think the last six dates of their tour because um, I don't know if something with the bubble, but somebody tested positive, and they said we'll try and make this up best we can. But then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got somebody like Garth who'll go and sell out a stadium with eighty-three thousand people in it, and I have no idea how that can still go, but it works. Well, uh, and the stadium tours happening too, right? I mean, there those dates are coming up this summer, um, and how many? I don't know how many. What's two or three summers that thing's been postponed? Summer of 2020 there. was the first year that tour was supposed to go. I know I personally have sat on tickets for oh, really? two years on that guy. So, who are you most excited to see? I am probably most excited to see. Uh, I've seen Motley Crue a number of times. I I am a Poison fan through and through. I'm excited <laughs> to see the, the original lineup of Poison come out and play again. And still great, still a great live band can still deliver the goods. Um, yeah, that I think that should be a good tour i mean we all know i mean we're all kind of in the same boat as far as you know vince and hoping he's he's in the place he needs to be to make that happen you know but that'll be a great day of music and you know what there's a lot of hair metal on there but there's also an awful lot of hit singles a lot of platinum oh. albums a lot of iconic music Right. And I think that, uh, you know, if we look at timeline for where your guys's music is hitting right now, if there's no way this tour would have worked in 2001 or 1995, there's just no, no way. way people no way. would have been laughing at the tour like that. Um, I heard a, an interview of gentlemen, we're going to, I'm going to have JJ French on this show at yeah, the end of this cool. week. And um, one of the things he talks about in, in his book is that after Twisted Sister kind of, I mean, he had to file bankruptcy and do a lot of these things. He's selling high-end stereo equipment and telling no one that's what he's doing. His wife at the time didn't want to tell anybody about it either. And it's just like now all of a sudden this type of metal is making a resurgence and everybody's buying tickets. People like Brian Forsyth from Kicks are doing weekend shows, Quiet Riot selling all over. And there's yeah. only one original member in that band that's traveling. Right. So you guys at this time to play music that I don't want to sit pay pay tribute to, but definitely it has those sounds might be the right time to pick up some supporting spots for bands like that that are putting butts in seats. Amen. I mean, that would be awesome. It would be. If we were in the same state, it'd be a lot easier, you know? Yeah. Our, our, I, I don't know, John. I spent a lot of time in Michigan. I think it's time for you to jump ship and get out of there. 
head for Florida. It doesn't yeah. sound so bad, man. It's been a it's been a tough winter. Florida, yeah, yeah I'm telling good. you that what they always say in Michigan that they have four seasons: uh, spring, uh, fall, winter, and road construction. Isn't that what it is? <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. It. Where are you at? I'm in uh, Phoenix, where we have hot, hot, and hotter as our four seasons, I guess. But uh, um, in any event, we—that's the other thing that kind of has been different with the, the touring world. I was talking to um, a gentleman that plays uh, in, in Voodoo Moonshine. We were, I was talking to him recently, and and I said, you know, with with everybody wanting to get back out on the road for two years, nobody got to go anywhere, and now everybody wants to see a show, but everybody's on tour, and in a major market like Phoenix how do I pick between in the next, I mean, even if I just look in the last couple of months, I've got shows I can go to on a weekly basis at, uh, we have the marquee lounge, which is a, a club, probably a thousand, 2000 seater. <laughs> and then we've got a number of different arena shows. And there's been weekends where the Eagles have played back to back with somebody else. And it's like, I'm sorry, but I don't have 600 bucks. I can show out a week. So right. some shows have to go and the, the competition's high. None of them are selling out. And I think there's a certain number of people that, are just, you know, I'd rather just Netflix and chill than go out and see live music. But I'm here to tell people that if there was something great with the pandemic that came out with was a bunch of awesome new music and, and your guys's album is, is no different. I mean, it, it probably wasn't a quarantine baby because you guys are kind of late in, in, in terms of the pandemic, but um, I mean, what is coming coming next from a, a music perspective uh, for what you guys have written? What have you what have you got that we haven't heard yet? I think we have four four or five songs completely written and recorded. So there's already a EP in the works, at least you know. Yeah, hoping to make that a full length as we continue writing. And uh, I mean, we kind of prided ourselves and you can hear you're right um that hair metal thing is is in there and it's supposed to be in there and i'm really glad you hear that because we love that music and um it means a lot to us the new songs i would say we opened up even more wouldn't you todd we started to kind of welcome in even some of our more 80s influences from everything from you know berlin um oh, yeah. and and more 80s you know i say pop but you know pop and that sort of thing and you know i hear night ranger in there and stuff like that some of it even and feels 70s to me like old you know t-rex and bowie and stuff like that too so for sure the names you guys are pulling out just make me happy like i never hear anybody say t-rex like the fact that i, <laughs> I mean i could just turn to my left and pull out my my t-rex album and just show you i'm a, I'm a vinyl collector and i was a vinyl collector cool. before it was cool again yeah um, right but just out of curiosity i mean you, you mentioned bands like faster pussycat some some bands that we just don't normally hear of who are some of like i mean if you had to have if you had to name one band you got to see one more show and that was it who are you guys going to see i'm dying probably, to hear this by the way probably for me it'd be kiss even though i'm not a big fan of the new lineup but they've always been my favorite band ever since i remember being in kindergarten and getting in trouble for writing kiss with crayon on the floor and having to stay after school <laughs> to clean it up that that's my favorite uh comment yet on on kiss i'm a, I'm a big kiss fan anybody that's listening to the show has heard me uh um confess my my love for that band but uh, i never got kicked out of school for it but i think on a lot <laughs> of my homework papers you could see me trying to draw the logo and even today i'll, I'll still do that if i'm taking notes for my day job but all right john <laughs> tough to beat no, that one for me that's uh, great i don't know man that's really good 
I, I, you know what? I, I just, I think I'd like to get out and see, and he's taking some heat right now, but I'd like to see Bon Jovi. I've never seen Jovi. That's a big show. I love Phil X. I, I miss Richie, of course, like we all do. Um, you know, there's some of these bands too. I, I hate to say it, that we, all of a sudden you wake up one day and you go, oh man, I can't see them anymore. This person's gone or that person's gone or they've ceased touring altogether or they can't do it anymore. And um, that's the tough part, you know? Yeah, that's that's a good point. I, I know John Bon Jovi, they just kicked off their tour. It was either earlier this week or last week. And, and Phil X, phenomenal guitar player. And, and the, the hard part is when you look at bands like that or like Kiss or anybody that's had to compromise their original lineup, it, it's always tough because people are, there's always going to be a set of the haters and then people that are just in either camp. But with you guys where you'd be looking at hired guns, I almost think that puts you guys in an advantage. I didn't think of that until as we were talking about it, but I think that lets you open up for a, a tour that you could perhaps bring in another, another bigger name. If you could get somebody that just was a believer in the tunes right. or, or would you want to do something where you would find a couple more and call them full members of the band just to, to put their names on the record? What, what would be the thinking there? No, I think you're right. I think we'd go the hired gun route. It's, it's, really close to home, you know, me and John doing all the writing. So to bring in somebody else right now, would, it, I think it'd be just hard personally and emotionally for yeah. the It would definitely muddy the waters, I think, you know, the way Todd and I work. Um, I think adding anyone else would muddy the waters to a point that, and we've been in bands together. Todd and I have been, you know, two guys in a four or five piece band. Uh, so we know how that works too, but I think the hired gun thing is the appeal for us right now. And by that, I mean, you want to hire somebody who's, you know, going to give their heart and soul to it too. Um, but when it comes to writing these songs and recording them, Todd and I kind of, uh, you know, it's important to us personally too, just our friendship and the, you know, the 35 years and, and, and Todd and I speak the same language and it's not always, you know, you know, let's rest for eight measures and then we'll do go to the minor seven here. Sometimes it's like, hey, man, I want that breakdown to be like, you know, Black Diamond. And then I want this part to come back in and be kind of like nothing but a good time. And then we're going to end here with, you know, the very tail end of, you know, still of the night or whatever. And Todd goes, oh, I know exactly what you mean. You know, it's our language. I want to be on a text message side with you two. I think we could have a heyday. Oh, um, God, yes. But I, I think that it, what you're saying too, to a point, you're like the modern day London McCartney. There you go. I mean, that might be the best compliment you get all day, but right. There's no room for anybody I'm, else. I'm like writing it down. And yeah, well, that, that might day. be what blabbermouth or something takes modern day Lennon and McCartney. Go get the new record. Please keep saying that. Keep yeah. Saying your head won't fit through the door when yeah, you get right. done. Yeah. But at, at the end of the day, I, I think what you guys ha have is, is great material, great record. Um, are is there right now, are you selling through any specific outlets with the new record, anything like that? Or can we get them through Amazon, go to the website? Where do you want people to go to get them? Basically, we're just selling them through us right now. I'm, we tried to set up a store through our website, but for some reason I can't get it to work. So you can either just, uh, I don't know, we, we put them up on eBay, even just, you know, to make it accessible to everybody. So go to eBay and search Ghost of Sunset. Yeah. And, and any messages we get, you know, we do, we still, I mean, I just did it today, you know, we ship them out and, and we do what, it's pretty Spartan and, um, and, you know, still do it yourself. 
it's just, uh, and for Todd and I being doing this so long, it's a lot easier than it used to be to, you know, I mean, there, Todd and I made music in a time where there was no, you know, file sharing. You had to get four or five people together in the same room and you had to pay for flights to make that happen. And you had to buy tape and then you had to go to the mall and sell <laughs> tickets, you know, or whatever, you know. So it, it's it's easier for us to do this now. Um, logistically, you can get music out. It's a lot harder for us to go play it for people. And that's our big obstacle. But we're going to figure it out somehow. We just don't know how yet. Okay. Well, I, I think as far as this goes, I'll make sure we've got links to all your socials for Facebook. We'll make sure we've got links to websites. Shoot, we'll put in a link for eBay with the search results already in there to go get the record if we have to. I'm a big advocate to support the artist. And I know that no matter what your streaming numbers are, there's physical media still the way to go. If you can get your hands mm -hmm. on a vinyl release, something that's signed. I, I want to hold it in my hand, see the artwork and see the blood, sweat and tears you guys put into this. Um, in any event, I'll make sure that's all in the shows, but you guys have anything else you want to plug in your last few minutes that you, you, I'm going to give you the floor. I'm going to turn the mic over. You got it. Anything else we need to plug? I, I, I want to plug something. Here it my is. Buddy, my buddy Todd here and Eric and the band Wild Street have a new single out right now. That's really good. Uh, Todd was a co-writer on it. Um, it's called Won't Be Apart, right, Todd? Correct. Yeah. So check that out. That's a great, I, I mean, I gotta be honest with you, David, I'm a Todd Long fan. He's one of my favorite songwriters. And so it's a great song. Check that out too. Uh, that's Wild Street featuring Todd Long. And then, um, yeah, just- Todd, you're two-timing on him here on John. Uh, what are you doing? I mean, he's two. Oh, yeah, we've, no, we've McCartney had... would never do that. McCartney would never do that to Lennon, Todd. We had the talk and I know we... I'm, I'm in handcuffs, shackled. <laughs> I can just hear John. You're breaking up with me, aren't you? This is what's exactly. happening. Thirty-five it's years is worth nothing to you, Todd. My connection, to my connection is bad. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll make and sure I get also, linked to that in there. Uh, John, are you doing anything on your solo side of the world? You know what, man? I still go Better out and place. What's that, Todd? Better not be. Yeah, exactly. I just sit home and wait for Todd to call. That's what I do. <laughs> Gentlemen, the new record's awesome. I'll put links in the show notes, as I mentioned a few times. I really like it. Um, again, came out last month. It's brand new. Go pay, go, go get your hair metal on and, and listen yeah. to this album. Thank you, gentlemen, for your time. I really hey, appreciate thank it. Thank you, brother. Thank you yeah. so much, David. Be well, man. We'll talk soon. You we'll bet. get that text message going. Thanks to Todd and John for taking the time and letting us get the lowdown on the new record and so much more. Links to everything we discussed are in the show notes. I'm really looking forward to that text thread with these guys. They're just awesome, awesome people. Go support their new music. Buy an album, even if it's on eBay, like Todd said. Stream it on Spotify. Go watch their videos on YouTube and share all their links online. Take your good time with you and we'll be back next time with another great guest. Thank you.